From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, that, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. Yeah, I've been on ya, and I'm on ya again. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. You know, Fan Man, I thought that you would have jumped since I didn't jump, but one of us had to jump out the window because I believe you were with me last night, and, and you were you were rooting for my boys, the Ohio State University and the yeah, Buckeyes. Yeah, you know what? They were winning the game, Ray, and, you know, I went to the bathroom like you do, and I came back. It wasn't over that fast. Now, yeah, now, it come wasn't on. that fast. It, it wasn't that fast. We, we, we were in the game for from start to finish. Yes, you so were. So you must have been in the bathroom for quite some time. <laughs> I was doing other things. Oh, man. But I'm going to tell you what. It was a good game. You know, but listen, uh, you know, like right. I told, oh, it's not about horseshoes. It's not about almost. It's about winning. And, and, we, and we didn't win the game. Yep. You didn't, you, uh, the, the Ohio State lost the game. Well, oh, I'm going to well, tell you what, I, I wait till I, next year, as they say. But still, I, I want to just, you know, commend, you know, the fellas for at least making it interesting. Because yesterday, I don't know if you got a chance to listen or, or if those of you out there got a chance to listen. By the way, if you'd like to call us, you can reach us at 866-472-5788. Again, that's 866-472-5788. That's a toll-free number. And yesterday, um, I was privileged. Uh, oh, let me sit in on the Owen Hodge show. And I had a chance to chat with him a little bit about the game. And, uh, you know, I, I said to him, listen, I, I just hope that the team would go out and give the fans in, in today's economy for people to pay money to see a football game, a bowl game, for people to take the time out of their schedules and watch it on TV, at least entertain the folks. And I, I will say that both of those teams, University of Texas and Ohio State Buckeyes, definitely from start to finish, gave the fans something to be at least uh, happy that they sat and watched that game and it didn't waste their time. Yeah, and you know what? For once in my life, I totally agree with you. Well, and that'll be the last time. But I'm listening. There's somebody in the studio. The time, there's right? somebody in the studio <laughs> with me who perhaps maybe has a different of opinion. You know, and uh, you know, here in in, in the valley uh, of the sun, you know, there's a lot of people. Some people have jumped on the bandwagon. Some people have always been there, and then there's even those who have played for the Arizona Cardinals and are happy to see what's happening now. I got my man Kwame Lassiter here in the studios with me. And uh, Kwame. Ray, Ray, what's up, buddy? Hey, Kwame. Fan man, what's going on? It's been a hey, while. Man, what's happening, dude? Not too much. Man, I'm a, before we get into the Cardinals, and you know we're going to do that. And by the way, we're going to have a special segment, too, because we're going to have, believe it or not, there is actually at least one person who's a fan and been a loyal fan of the Arizona Cardinals for at least 15 years. And you mean so, there's a loyal fan out oh, there, there with the Arizona there's, Cardinals? There's a few. Man, really? I'm telling you. I can't you, wait to hear this guy. There's somebody there. So we're going to spend some time talking about that. But I want Kwame just to, you know, let's talk a little bit about the, the game last night. Kwame, I know you watched it. I, I watched the game. And um, I, you know what? I, I became a fan of sort of a fan of Ohio State, but you can't you can't let the Big Twelve down. I'm going. I was going for <laughs> Texas, and I became a fan of Ohio State because Mark D'Antonio, who coached oh, yeah. me at the University of Kansas, who had a great bowl game and a 42-21 victory over um, Minnesota, 
he's now coaching at Michigan State, but I started watching those guys then when he was there. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I agree with you. It was a great game as far as getting your money's uh, worth, getting the viewing uh, worth of, out of that game. They played it down to the wire. And, and you know, that, that's really, I think most of the time w when people watch any sporting event, you always want to see the home team win if you're from that area or if you're an alum of the university. You want, But most of all, you want a competitive game. You don't want guys that go out and like, wow, to you this meant everything. But to them, it's like they didn't even show up. So, you know, I, I was just really happy for the fans. Like I said, particularly with the economy. I mean, tickets for the game last night were $100-something. You know, in the state, it was sold out. And everybody left there feeling good about the game. Let me ask you this, Kwame. When you saw the game, what did you think was the difference maker for Texas as opposed to, and them winning as opposed to Ohio State? Well, I think it was more uh, plays uh, made from uh, the Texas standpoint, obviously. But uh, putting those guys, getting those guys out in 3 and 0, oh, 3 downs and out, you, it's hard to get an Ohio State team 3 and out with a quarterback and a prior that they have who's being groomed, and they have a senior guy behind him who's, who can get in there and get the job. But the difference was a three and outs. It was more three and outs on Ohio State's part than it was on Texas. And, fan man, I think as you were watching the game last night, I'm sure you probably took notice of the fact that Texas got the ball, held on to it, and went up and down the field a lot. Yeah, I did. I, I did notice that. For, for, well, like Kwame, and I agree with him, it was three and out. <clears throat> they, they had a chance to win that game. They had the game, uh, but they, they let it slip through their hands right at the end. And I was also wondering why was the running back, uh, C. Wells, what was he sitting on the sideline for? I don't know what the injury was or what the report was that he was out. Mm. Even if, if he can walk, he can find a way to run. Just put him in there, and they have to be accountable towards a guy like that. When you have playmakers around you, you don't have to give him the ball, but you have to have somebody aware defensively of him. So that takes away one man on the defense where you can make open plays somewhere else. And I agree with you, Kwame. I mean, I know that I've been in situations before, and I'm sure you have too, that perhaps maybe you, you might, under, might not understand it yourself, but just psychologically, if you got a player out there, even though he's right. injured, that player might be able to somehow or another just, you know, gain enough strength and, and, and perform for one play that can make a difference. So you got to account for that person. Uh, exactly. I, we had a guy, Rob Moore was like that. Rob was playing on a broken ankle, but he just lined up because you, you had to account for that guy. T.O. did it when, when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, although, you know, they didn't win that game. You know, right. again, you yep. know, just had the surgery, you know, came off surgery, was on the field, had to account for him. I don't know what kind of medication he had that <laughs> night, but, you know, they <laughs> had to account for him. But you got you to gotta speak volumes about the guy's heart and wanting to get out there to play. I didn't think he would show up for that game. He, we we be talking about T.O. I didn't think he would be able to play in the Super Bowl, but he found a way, got out there, and was uh, he was successful out there. Well, you know, when you see players do things like that, it makes you think about the younger, the current players. Now, I'm going to talk about a pro player, LT. Now, it seems as if when LT gets hurt, I don't know if it's that he can't or he won't, but you don't see the Kirk Gibson in LT. You know, when Kurt hit that home run and limped around the right. bases, you know, right. or, or, or back in the day when Willis Reed, you know, limped out the locker room, you don't see it in LT. And I'm wondering, when I see Beanie, there's been too many times where Beanie Wells has called it in. You know, you know, Kwame, we didn't, right. we didn't put our hand up back in the day for somebody no, to come you in. No, uh, you didn't want to play anymore. So, what, I, I don't, so I think that Trestle, as I was at the game last night mm -hmm. and I watched, I saw Beanie come off the sidelines one time. 
He stood there in front of the coaches almost as I thought he was still on the field. Right. And they were examining him a little bit. So it could have been that he took a little shot to the head, which I agree with. When you get that kind of shot, that's a different thing. But if it's something else where you just hurt, you know, in football, if I step on your toe, it hurts. Right. So you got to suck that up and get you back in. You got to get back on the field. But I, I, too, don't know what the injury was. Well, yeah, you got you to gotta question this guy. Uh, I, don't want, I don't like questioning somebody's heart Uh-oh. when they're playing a physical Uh-oh. football game. You playing football, Uh-oh. that's a physical. <laughs> I don't question his heart, but if I'm looking at you in the draft, I, I want to know. Last uh, night you, was Monday night, right? It was Monday night. You was on prime time. No other Money. game was on. And you were supposed to be the premium running back or premium star student athlete at the University of, of Ohio, the University of Ohio State. And um, you're on the sideline in a big game. And, it, and, it's, and, it, and, when, and also the definition for all you folks out there, when, when, you, when you listen to a couple guys who played the game, money night is also when you're in college, it's when, okay, now is the time for you to earn your money. When you go into the draft, because they're going to measure your ability, your talent, your heart, your toughness. Everything is on uh, showcase. Don't they call that showcasing? That's everything is on showcase. Right. And if I'm drafting this guy, I want to know what that injury was and what was it that kept him out of that game. Because that was the last game of the season. You have to go all out. You had all offseason to prepare to get healthy again. Mm-hmm. And uh, But that was a game where you helped your team win football game. Yeah, fam, and, you know, it, it's important for all those out there who may have saw that game. I, I think that the reputation of the university was on, you know, display last night, too. You know, mm-hmm. Ohio State would step up or step off right. of this national platform that you've had for years. And I think we need a Beanie to step up for us and show some toughness. But, if again, Beanie, man, I think you gave it your all. I'm going to, you know, also step back and think that Trestle maybe was looking out for the young man, understanding that, you know, he may be decided to declare go pro and let's not put him at risk, you know, this last game. Right. Well, as, as a head coach, when you recruit these young men out of high school, you take the role of a, a father. father figure. Right. So you're taking care of your son, whether he's hurt or not. You want to know what's in the best interest to keep this guy uh, coming back to the university or taking it to the next level. So, again, like I said, I don't know the injury. I, I won't question his heart until I know it was the exact injury and that kept him out of that game, out of the big game, a bowl game, a reward for the rest of the, his teammates. Uh, you you do all you do well all year, and then you get to a point and you don't you don't play. And and I, I need to know what happened exactly. Yeah. Now while we on this on this bowl thing for a minute here, fan man, and and I'm gonna ask you this question: Do you think that the bowl needs a playoff system? Yes. You you you, be, you I, believe I, they do, right? Kwame, well, I mean, I've always said it should be like the NFL playoff system. This way, you you know who the real true champion is in college football, no. and a lot of people have been complaining about it. In, in fact, uh, the president elect Obama has been going, complaining about it. Well, Kwame, what do you well, what do you think? Do you think there should be a, a, a bowl playoff system, or you like it the way it is? I, I mean, think if it wasn't so political, it'd be fine. But it's too much. It's too political. Not, not defined political when you say too political. many people making well, money Kwame, off look these at the games. USC, you guys, state game. Don't you think USC the way they play that game should be the national champions? Well, hold even on. though I don't like USC, I like Penn State. But I mean, being fair, USC is a is a great team. Well, if I'm gonna be fair, I'm gonna put I'm gonna mention Utah. I'm gonna mention these guys. Oh, there you go. They're they're undefeated. I'm gonna mention uh, Utah. These guys went undefeated two out of maybe I think it was two out of the four years or maybe three out of four years. Now you can play, say the level of competition, but look who they played this year. They beat six bowl teams this year, and um, and they still went undefeated. So you mm-hmm. have to get you have to mention them in the um, national championship race if you're gonna mention teams like that. Well, there you go. You're, you're, and, you're what about Boise State? What about Utah, Boise State? Who cares about Utah? Well, I tell you, nobody, nobody ever, nobody ever PRs Utah. There's no PR about Utah. Nothing about Utah. They they go undefeated, just like you said, Kwame, and they beat six bowl uh, 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 teams that were in. 
there you go. Well, and they I, smashed Alabama, who was ranked number one all year. Well, I'm going to give I'm going to give Kwame, you know, uh, uh, an answer to that. You know, Boise What's State. Because uh, I remember getting old brought up, you know, Boise State. And, and, and when you mentioned teams like Boise State and Utah, okay, maybe one year might be a fluke. Right, I agree But as, when you talk about these teams going undefeated, you know, consecutive years or two out of the last four or three out of the last four, then they at least deserve an opportunity to put them into, you know, the bowl pitcher. Cincinnati, for the first time ever, got a chance to get into – you know, the big stage and get into the BCS picture. So I think that next time the consideration will be given, and, and it should be given, because, again... Right, right, right. We're right back to the same thing. It should be a playoff situation, a playoff caliber, like they do in the NFL. But I'm talking even the if they don't. Way in each one of the uh, divisions, and then the, the teams that come to the top, that rise to the top, like, like a Utah, for instance, has to go up against USC or a Penn State or an Alabama or whatever. I don't. I don't see a problem with the playoff. But how? How do you? Um, how do you I, I don't know. That? They, I mean, these people are very. Co- they're college educated. They're yeah, smart. They should be able to come. They up can with do it, but they're making so much money off these bowls. But game. I think exactly what it comes down to is the money. Right, and, the, and it's political. But it's unfair to the fans. The form. I, I think it's unfair to the fans and the players. You got guys who are seniors on certain teams. And they have dreams and goals are to play for a national championship. And when they get an opportunity, you right. put them at a bowl game and not a national championship bowl game. So I think but, it's unfair. The format can be done where you take the. T- 16 teams in, in eight and eight and finish it off and everybody else goes to the bowl games you still make money off if it's about money you still make money off of orange bowl fiesta bowl and things like things like that mm-hmm. but take the top 16 teams and put them in a bowl game like the division one double a schools do well so look at look at look at look at basketball well yeah and they figure it out i mean it, it's not rocket science you have so 64 we, so, teams in basketball in college basketball march madness they have it figured out how can they how come they can't figure it out well the thing about it is we we've already mentioned it it's really about money you know there there's a system that they have in place there's a bowl system that's in place uh obviously it's been very good to the universities i mean i think the rose bowl the, the I BCS think it's been very bowls, good to a few universities not not the way it should be good to all the universities in division and in division 1a uh, football well it's not well it's not going to be that but way fan man for a long time but well, they you know, certainly can change they, that in they, a year they, or two i think the people uh, the, the fans are pissed off about the way it's set up and the way it's run and it has to be fair i mean if your team is bad or they can't make it then they didn't make it it's just like in in, in professional football look at the way it's going they have the wild card, then they go to the divisional champion, championship, to the national championship, and then to the Super Bowl. Well, so if your team's out, if your team's out, your team's out. Well, fan man, would you would see the bowl system was never set up for national champions. You know, they, well, they were set, set up, up to be competitions. They, it, it was not. For, it was for. It was for money. Was you for finally money. got it right. <laughs> exactly All right, we got music now. I got that right. So if we got music, we got a break. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. We got a special guest in the studio with us, Kwame Lassiter. He'll be right back with us after this break. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports all righty we're back you're listening to rail of sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world man man we're in phoenix living like it matters i got my man kwame lassiter here in the studios with us of course all you know that kwame of course was an outstanding player with the arizona cardinals and uh kwame i just want to change the subject a little bit from college football and move into into the pros and i and i have one particular thing that i it's kind of a pet peeve that i've always had and i wanted to talk to you about it so the fans could get the perspective not just from me uh, but from you, you know, and, and we're here having conversations with players. And I told you guys, this is how we're expanding our network. By the way, Kwame also will have his own show here on Voice America Sports. Kwame, when exactly is your show going to start? At about three weeks, I think. Three Man, or four weeks. three weeks. It's, it's, it's getting close. Yeah, it's getting close. So just before the Super Bowl is played, Kwame will have his own show right here on Voice America Sports. So be sure to tune in. But Kwame, let me ask you what's your perspective. And Fan Man, maybe you can tune in and, and make a comment after Kwame does. But... You know, Peyton Manning is the most valuable player of the league. Now, I, I just don't understand. It's not the most valuable player of your team, but it's the most valuable player of the league. Now, how can you be the most valuable player of the league if, if you don't make it deep into the playoffs and win the Super Bowl? And not just because it's Peyton, but I'm saying it's because whoever it is, I think it's premature to say who the most valuable player of the league is before the playoff system has expired. Well, I, you know what? I'm a, I'm a fan of Peyton Manning, and I agree with you 100%. How do you do that? How do you vote for the uh, Pro Bowls and stuff like that before the season ends? How, do you, can, you, how can you say Drew Brees is the uh, uh, National Football League offensive player, best quarterback, 
But how is Peyton Manning the uh, MVP of the league? I have a problem with that. I, I, I have a lot of candidates as far as that. Ed Reed. Uh, I can go from Ed Reed from Baltimore to uh, Drew Brees. He was mentioning it. But how do you just select that? It's, it's all benefit the money proposition, who you can who you can market throughout the year, who can you market for next season and coming into it. And um, Peyton Manning is an outstanding quarterback, but I didn't – I didn't have him as the number one player in the, in the well, National Football I don't think Football he's an outstanding League. quarterback. I think he's a, he's a good quarterback. He, he's well, very I mean, and I intelligent. Think that, you know, when he gets his most valuable player, he can make more money on the commercial side. He, uh, that, you know, he'll, he'll get more endorsements. Uh, I think Donovan McNabb should have been player <clears throat> named, and named, named in that category. He could have been mentioned, but I don't know. There's a lot of candidates out there. How do you – Yeah, but a lot see, of guys, I get back, right back to what Ray said. Here we are going into the playoffs. Here's the Eagles. Uh, the Colts are out of it. Okay, and why is Peyton Manning, you know, player of the year? I mean, I well, mean why, I why think, can't they wait to the playoffs again, or even the Super Bowl? Right, well, again. I mean, how do you know he's going to get into the Super Bowl? What, happen, what happens if San Diego gets in? It's too premature. I don't think you can um, give Peyton Manning that, that accolade right away because, like you said, it's on how we're going to market this guy at the end of the year, what he's done. You can be MVP for your team. doesn't mean you're MVP of the National Football League. There's a lot of guys on each team that's uh, – you know, can carry that banner or can say right. they, they got a, ch- a, tra- a chance to be an MVP. Well, thank, I, God, thank God that big baby in New York isn't the uh, valuable player. The Brett big Favre. baby the big baby in New York? That big baby, yeah. That big sissy. Who's that? Brett Favre. Well, well wait, wait. Now, now Brett Favre, I'm going to go to the defense of Brett Favre. And, and, and the reason even why... His, even his own players don't like him. Oh, what yeah, am I going to do? I, I'm not, I'm not, def- I'm not defending Brett Favre. I'm with you, fan man, but I want to hear what Ray has to say on okay, this. Okay, and here's, here's, my, here's, here's my perspective <laughs> about this. Okay, when Brett was winning games for them, you didn't hear this about Brett. You didn't hear the resentment amongst his teammates. You know, you didn't hear the fact that there was some, you know, dissension amongst the team. It, it sounds like it's all about Brett. Well, fam, man, here's what you, Kwame well, understands it. But wait, line, hold bro. on. Let me explain to you. As a player, it's always about the quarterback. Peyton Manning, it's, it's all about Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton's the MVP, but it's always about the quarterback. The quarterback always gets, you know, all the endorsement opportunities. He gets paid. He's the highest paid player on the team most of the time. So it's always about the quarterback. But it's like that. So the fact that he's in New York now and there's much more media and, and the things that he went through last year, but I, I don't. I don't see, you know, players going after other players. You know, come on. Yeah, somebody I mean, throws three interceptions. Fan man, hold on, please. Fan man. Here in Fan Los man. Angeles was crying and screaming about that Brett Favre always was a crybaby in Green Bay, which we never saw that because, you know, we're not in that market. But he was always crying and carrying on. Then he goes to New York and does the same exact thing. And last night on the Jay Leno show, on the Tonight Show, um, <clears throat> what's-his-face was on uh, – uh, what's his name? The quarterback, uh, P- the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers quarterback, uh, Terry Bradshaw, was saying, "Hey, it's over, dude. You're 38. Move on." Grow well, up. again, fan man, let me let me finish about Brett the door. and his and his teammates and 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 how I think that was something again he made that normally that last year and he didn't take him to the playoffs. That listen, fan man, and he had that but interception. Come they on. went out and got Brett to come in to be their quarterback. There are times where running backs fumble the ball. You know, when a running back fumbles the ball, you continue to give it to him. You hope that he doesn't continue to fumble, but you continue to give him the ball. Well, Point case, we did the same thing to Adrian they Peterson this year. Adrian Peterson fumbled the ball several times this year, but they continue to give it to him. He ended up with 1,700 yards. He's your playmaker. He, that's okay, exactly let me ask you a question, Kwame. Where is Brett Favre going to be next year? I'm not sure. I probably um, – my thing, I, I like Brett Favre's toughness. I love the guy's tough. He would not miss a game. If he had one leg and they let him play, he would play. But I don't understand how. what I don't like. And I know some guys over there in New York, 
What I don't like is these guys saying he's not with the team. The quarterback gets everything, all the glory, and they get all the blame. But if you're not camaraderie with the team, that's, and when you're winning, nobody's going to say anything. All this stuff comes to fruition when you're losing football games and you wonder why your quarterback is throwing uh, three interceptions in a game mm-hmm. when you don't have to sling the ball. You don't, all you have to do is run the ball, dink and don't. Brett Favre is professional. He's been in the league for 15 years, 14, 15 right, years. Let me ask you a question, Kwame. You, you don't have to you don't have to throw three interceptions. You think he'll be in Detroit? If he wants to go back to Jets, the Jets going to take him. I don't Detroit, no. You can't you can <laughs> you can't end a guy's career. This guy's what he did in the Jets and and leaving does not typify uh his career as an NFL quarterback and what he's done for the league. He was marketable, but he's and he did what he was doing for the National Football League, for the Green Bay Packers, and what he did for the Jets. I, I'm a little 50-50 on that because I know a lot of guys say he wasn't doing the camaraderie with the team. And when you lose in football games, you have to have camaraderie. That's why you hang out with your teammates, so you got to feel for them. You never have to look, them on, look so, at so them on the field. So apparently you're saying he, 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 he was, the players are saying on the, on the Jets that he was better than they were, that he, he had to stand outside of the pack. No, he's not. He's not. Brett Favre on that New York Jets team is probably – the seventh best player on that team. He's not better than they were, but I don't care what position you are on the team as far as your talent level, you still have to hang around the team. Unless you have a major well, you know, family you know, problem. kind of screwed up the Packers by leaving. They might have had a shot at it again. Then he goes to the Jets and he screws that up. And then you have the Patriots at 11-5 that didn't get in. Hey, fan man, let me give you a different perspective. Kwame, okay. I, want you to, I want you to comment on this, too. Now, when we talk about Brett Favre and, and we talk about chemistry amongst teammates and we talk about the fact that you developed that by being around each other for a period of time. Now, I'm not sure when they say when there was downtime on the team and Brett was in another room by himself. I'm sure he wasn't in, in that room by himself, not doing anything. Perhaps maybe he might have been watching film or things like that. And also, now you got another player here. Remember now, some of the guys come out of college as juniors. Some may come out as seniors, 22 years old. Brett is old enough to be the parent of some of those. <laughs> you know, some of those. Okay. So where they might want to go hang out and the things they might want to do, Brett's been there, done that. And, and, and you, again, you got to realize Brett is a recovering alcoholic. So some of the things that these guys yeah, might want to do, and y- Brett, and, and exactly. And so Brett it has to understand that, listen, I see that. I can't conquer that. I can't be around that. I got to stay away. So all these things, I think, if these people would have stopped and considered and thought about the entire person as a makeup, hey, they wouldn't feel so bad. Now, let me go to the on the field thing. I believe Ch- Chad Pennington threw four interceptions. In a game? Terribly. Okay, so what happens is sometimes you're going to have those. But I don't hear everybody going after Chad Pennington down there in Miami the way they're going after Brett Favre in New York. Well, you know what? Fan man, man, hold on. Fan man, hold on, please. Brett didn't ask for that attention. The media, you know, when you go to your locker, the media decides whose locker they're going to be at and who they're not going to be at. And also, you got to think about this guy's in New York. So the the media in New York is 10 times. Oh, yeah. I would even go 40 times. Uh, much more difficult, much more in your face than it was when he was in Green Bay. Now, off the field, you talked about uh, you have a junior coming in. This guy has to be a molder. It's his obligation, I think. When I, when, when I came in, mm-hmm. guys took me under their wings. Seth Jordan, Clyde Simmons, mm-hmm. uh, guys like that, Lorenzo Lynch. You have to be able to do the same thing for these guys when they come in. And you mentioned I'm a recovered alcoholic. I can't be around that stuff. 
don't be around that stuff. You want to meet with these guys, teach these guys. It all should be done in the, fa- in the media room or in the film room. And I agree, he's not sitting in a room just to be away from his teammates. Right. He's sitting in the room because there's some stuff that he's been there, done that type of things. But they got to understand that he's going to show up for the field. Brett Favre will show up every Sunday, weekend every and week that's, out. That's right. But you got to don't just go to the media or a radio show and start spitting out bad things about Brett. But I've talked to some guys in, mm-hmm. in New York camp. And they say it, is, it wasn't all like that, because that's the first thing I'm thinking. Are mm-hmm. uh, you just mad because well, you I mean, lost? There's a lot of radio shows right now on the air yesterday and today talking about Brett Favre, and, and a lot of fans were really upset about Brett Favre. Yeah, but what were those fans at during the season when he was winning all these games? Those fans going to be upset. I, we got fans some are the, fickle. I played in Arizona. We have some <laughs> of the disloyal fans, and we – this guy, oh, no. I know that. I lived in Arizona for 20 years. Well, I mean, okay, I well, that. look at this. I, when I came to the game, there were about 20,000 fans that I knew was going to show up every weekend, and those are fans I played out for. Those are fans I tried to go out there and play for and make sure they didn't waste their money, make sure they can go to work on Monday and, and not talk bad about the Cardinals. It's 20,000. Now, those fans are talking about Brett Favre. They're in New York. They don't know what team they want. They don't know if they want to be a Jets fans or, or a Giants <laughs> Giant fans. <laughs> well, Carl, I'll you tell you, we had some of the lawyer fans. I, you could talk about Arizona all you want to, but there was like twenty or 30,000 people showed up. Now, the stadium might have hold 67 to 70, but it was 20 30,000 showed <laughs> well, up, and the they wanted to see us win. The 10,000 were the, uh, the visiting team's colors. <laughs> Well, listen, that one, a- thing that, one thing that we know for sure, and, and, and fans will be fans. And the definitions of fans can be whatever you want to make it because only when you wear that uniform do they support you. Okay, and even no, then so there's so times when you is, don't because the just like, just like Prime Time said, retire, I'm going to answer, let me finish my question. Let me finish my point. When Prime Time said about Donovan McNabb, Donovan, forget those fans. Those are the same ones that booed you. And when you draft. got drafted, and, and the ones that tried to run you out of town two weeks ago, and now they're back on your bandwagon. The only thing Brett yeah, Favre's got to do. And I, you know, there's a lot of fans that believe in Donovan McNabb. He's a, he's a, very, he's a great quarterback. Look what, look what he's done. The fans want I mean, it right now. Donovan <laughs> later, but I'm just talking about Brett Favre right now. Does Brett Favre stay with the Jets? Does he retire, or is he going someplace Fan else? Man, where were you all last year? Were, were you on earth all last year? Nobody makes that decision. Except Brett Favre. Fans want, fans want it right now. <laughs> they don't understand opinion, the things all. that Donovan did as far as took him to the playoffs every year, took him to a Super Bowl. They want instant gratification right now. So <laughs> they, they're tired with the egg on their face, going to work and talking bad about them. They want everything right now. So it's easy to get upset about your team at that point. Okay. Hey, we got music down. I'm sorry. We got to take a break. We might talk about Brett on the other side, but we got a special guest in the studio with us, and that is Kwame Lasseter. He's going to be with us when we come back after this message. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports uh-huh uh-huh yeah. rihanna uh-huh good girl going back uh-huh take three action no clouds in my stone oh yeah we got some good music there yeah okay i like that i was saying the same thing <laughs> hey, Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. Fan man, we decided on the break. Brett Favre is going to be where Brett Favre wants to be next year. I okay. guarantee you that. That's where he's okay. going to be, wherever he wants to be. And I'm going to be, be on his track and I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be there with him and Terry Bradshaw. You know, you just one of the smartest quarterbacks ever played the game. Ease up on Brett, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ease up on Brett. Give I, him you know, I, I think at some point, I, at some point, you got to give a guy some type of leeway as far as uh, what he's done. I was watching him. What he's done in the league and how long he's done it. Crack or something. How long it needs, he needs to make a decision. Right. You're right. So, hey, we're going to move on a little bit, man. We got, uh, you know, we got a lot of things to talk about. But I, I think I, I need to take time and, and make this kind of a special show. And we need to give the Arizona Cardinals their props. I mean, we need to spend some time. You know, I got an Arizona Cardinal in the studio with me. And, and we, got a, we got something else that's special. Kwame, along with us, we, we got a fan. We, we got a, a loyal fan. We have a 15 fan years. in the studio? F- 15 years. Plus. Wow. And I, didn't, and I didn't have to go out and find this fan. This fan actually was in the studios, and I decided that, listen, I, I, I got to do this. I, I got to bring you on the show, and you got to tell us what it actually feels like. Now, Kwame and I can talk to all the fans out here about, from our perspective as a player, we were on the field playing these games, you know, successful. We won some. We lost some. We gave it our best. We did everything you would want us to do as a player. But, and now we're fans. But still, even as fans of the game, we still are fans from a player's perspective. You know, we were blessed, so we never really got to be 
a fan. But I got somebody in the studio right now with us. And Mark, man, man, it's a, touch him. Is he real? Is that real yeah. over there? Hey, he's real. He said in the Sun Devil Stadium. He's real. Wow. <laughs> Mark, welcome, man. Man, thank man. you so much. Uh, t- tell me a little bit. About, is, it, is, it, is it true? 15 years? Well, I'm season tickets for 15 years. First of all, thanks for the opportunity. And for a fan, this is great to be sitting here and uh, talking to you guys. So it's great. Hey, but, hey, uh, hey, Mark, this is Fan Man. Were you one of those guys with the Cardinals uh, rooster head at the in the nosebleed? I never wore the Devil? rooster head, but, you know, we were one of the rare sections. Kwame could know that uh, everybody jammed into like six <laughs> oh, certain yeah. sections over there. Then you would look up and there'd be like 20 of them that were just completely empty. Exactly. Of, uh, you know, that's how it was. But uh, from a from a fan's perspective right now, we are on cloud nine for Cardinal fans. You guys, some of you guys in these other towns are too spoiled. I mean, you guys got to step back and see where we're coming from right now. Well, you know what? I, you know, I'm just happy. I, I just want as, as a player, I just want to tell you, man, that, uh, you know, and I, I'm not I never played for the Cardinals, but I can just tell you that the Cardinals and Kwame's here can tell you that they appreciate the, the loyal support because believe me, they're out there doing the best that they can. Every single play, you know, they're not counting their checks. You know, they're not trying to, you know, not get hurt. They're trying to win ball games. But, but how 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 difficult was it to keep coming back each year? Did, did each year did you did you feel that there was a chance each year over these fifteen years? Oh yeah, we said all the time, we're not doing this next year. There's no way the guys that are coming, we're not <laughs> doing this. Like, like, like there were Brett times, it was like Brett Favre. Oh, it was. <laughs> there were times we walked out, we took the shirts off our back. There were Cardinal shirts, took them out, and we threw them in the garbage as we were walking out. I'm and, sorry, and, Kwame. I mean, no, it wasn't when you were playing. I mean, it just, we did it. I mean, that's just we were. Pissed. And Monday they went to the any store and, and bought another one. Another one, exactly. But uh, most of the, 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 you know, right now where we're at, uh, this is cloud nine for us. We're, you know. You know, too bad you weren't there. I mean, we you, we were chatting uh, your names. I don't know how many times I, I, over I'm, at Sun I'm a little, Stadium. I'm a little salty. I'm a little jealous that these guys get to play in such a fine stadium where the fans are right on you. That's a stadium that you have to win and you would want to win for some fans, man. And I can attest that he's a great fan. He's been in Sun Devil Stadium and sat in that hot sun and watched us play games. Hey, wow. hey, Kwame, so did I. Well, you're a fan. That's why you're the fan, well, see, man. But uh, as yeah, a, as a know, fan I to, perspective. I, 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 used, I go to the Sun Devil Stadium and roast my ass off and watch him lose all the time. And, you know, get so, so depressed and so disgusted. Right, Mark, over all those years? Hey, but fan man, you 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 bandwagon. Now you're gonna I'm tell me that you're exactly. a Cardinals fan? Yeah, I know. I know. I, come I on, truly, I, I, that's what I was just gonna say. To I was gonna chime in a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, fan you man. Mark's been listening to the show. He knows you're an Eagles fan. Don't fan try man. to jump no, on the wagon. Fan, you know come on, what? were you the I, one I there? You know, if you're an Eagles fan, that I saw you maybe the twice a year when we were in the NFC and you were talking smack to everybody. He was that guy interviewing Russ Grimm. I mean, these guys did a great job with the Cardinals organization this year. They did, and they got to do. And we mentioned we were talking off air about them uh, keeping players and finding a way to do that, but they need to keep Russ Grimm. Oh, that offensive line is going to be... You know what's really pissing me off, Kwame, is that the Jets, that the Cardinals gave permission to the Jets to talk to Grimm. I don't think Why that's right. Well, it's an opportunity from him. This, this every time. coach and every player wants to be, go to the next level. If I'm a defensive back, at some point, I want to coordinate this team. I want to coordinate. I want to coach these guys. If I'm just a uh, defensive coordinator, I might want to be a head coach. You don't know my aspirations. Right. I think they should. I, I, I hear where you're coming from, but I think they should give him an oppor- opportunity to become a head coach in the National no, no, Football no, no. League. I don't, have that pro- I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with right now. I don't think you should be really interviewing for a job right now when the Cardinals are ready to go play Carolina and hopefully get into the NFC Championship game. But I want to challenge I, I don't really think quick. That's, I don't think this is a good time. Why would the Cardinals give permission to, you know, for Grimm to, uh, to interview? You, you make a good point. You make a good point, but I, I think um, – uh, other teams, they're going to be other interviews. Other, other, this is the guy they want right now. So it's probably like a, a one day, two day, and they had an East Coast anyway, so they can do that doing that. They can knock that out in one trip. But if Grim leaves, but Kwame, I agree really, with you. If Kwame, hey, say, hey, tell Mark, me the truth here. If Grim leaves, how worse uh, can their offensive line get? 
What, what they're not running the ball as it is. How worse can they get? If, that, they, if he leaves, what's going to happen? I watched those three years ago, two years ago. Well, I'll I say three when he came in and these guys were uh, – they was trying to jail, and I think Edge and James played a big part in trying to get these guys together and, and where you should be and, and also where the running backs are trying to hit the hole. And then a year later, I say, okay, they're going to be okay. Rush Grimm got these guys together. But you mentioned how bad could they be now. You were right. They're not running the ball. We thought we might make a change and, and spark some type of energy with a high tower coming in. But, you know, you put Edgerton back in there, and he's a veteran. He's still getting the job done. I think these guys last week ran the ball maybe 28 times, 28 right. times, and um, – as, as you don't have to be so successful in running the ball as long as you're committed to running the ball where you can still open up your play action. We have three of the most dynamic receivers there in the mm-hmm. core in the National Football League together, but you still want to make some type of progression on running the ball, getting upfield, and, and keeping everybody loyal. So if Rush Grimm leaves, I, and I hear where fan man coming from, why now? Why not to the playoff is over, how far are we going to get? But I, I don't know. It's always been done this way. I don't know any other time he can do it. Unless it was something in his contract say you wait till the year. As a player perspective, sorry to interrupt. As a player oh, perspective, fun. do you think that Grimm got more out of this talent? Do you think that they're just they're playing above their heads, and you just need better talent there? I think I think the players around him has something to do with it also. But he had he's trying to get a lot out of these guys, and I've seen it. I've seen it in some spurts, but it was no consistency, and I, and that's why right now as we sit here and talk about this offensive line. I think they have their hands full against the Carolina defensive uh, defensive line. Because no offense, we've been hearing this for twenty years that right. we can't run the ball, and we, you right. know, it doesn't matter who is back here. We've never been able to have a strong offensive line. Okay. Hey guys, I'm sorry. We we had a caller who's been holding on for some time now, and I apologize for that. Uh, I think we got Keith on the line. Keith, you there? Yes, I'm still here. Hey Keith, how you doing there? I'm doing good. Good. We were chiming a little bit about the Arizona Cardinals, and uh, in particular about Russ Grimm and the timing of. Of uh, you know his opportunity to interview for another job. Didn't know if, if you wanted to comment on that or you had another comment. Yeah, I saw that on the news last night. And I was actually surprised. I'm listening to you guys, and, and it's absolutely right. I mean, it's like poor timing because it could really kind of mess up the concentration that the Cardinals really need to have coming into what for them is really new territory, which is the playoffs. It's been forever. I don't again. I, I it goes I, back to the Bidwells again. Why would the Bidwells give permission? I mean, I can't believe this. Grimm I think it's the Bidwell curse. And not have any distractions whatsoever because the Cardinals are finally getting close to heaven here. I don't and think now they were letting offensive line coach go interview with some other team. That's stupid. How do you want to fault somebody from trying to go get a better job? I, I mean, I, I don't really? think that's no, no, a problem right there at all. Wait till the Cardinals either lose it or they go to the Super Bowl and Fair they win man. it. I don't think the offensive line was concentrating all year. I think this might be a motivational for these guys to say, we might lose this guy. He's one of the best offensive line in the game or have ever played the game. Everywhere he goes, he turns team into gold. So if these guys want to keep him, they should perform a lot better. I think Russ has had that opportunity before, and I think what has happened in the past is that they have waited until whatever team he was with was out of contention, and I think he's still been able to move along. He is definitely one of the best, uh, definitely one of the best line coaches, and very much in contention to be a a head coach. Um, Pretty much, I put him in the mold of Joe of Joe Bugle. Uh, who used to be in Arizona, who was a tremendous line coach. 
Wow, Keith, are you a Cardinals fan, man? You you remember Joe Bugle? Somebody knows Joe, Joe Bugle. <laughs> then he goes, oh, you know, then where he goes to Oakland after that. <laughs> then he ended hey, up in hey, Oakland. There's been a lot of coaches through the Cardinals organization. See now, from a fan's perspective, <laughs> this is the difference that we've got. Is is when Kwame was playing, and even before then, the Cardinals never spent the money to bring in a quality staff. They, I mean, we sat back and we saw either retread coaches come in. I mean, we were getting no name offensive coordinators. We're like, where the heck did this guy come from? Yeah, you buddy know? Ryan. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> you got a whole other perspective on. Buddy Ryan Y'all better not talk hey, bad about Buddy Ryan man. right here in my face. <laughs> Do not talk about not Buddy Ryan in my face. Not even as a fan <laughs> can I say anything bad. He said this. He said it was set us back. 10 Mark, years, I just man. met you, Mark, but I'm gonna have to come across that table on you. <laughs> I gotta excuse myself now, man. I gotta no, <laughs> man, you. Oh, it is open mic right here, man. But I just, I'm just a fan of Buddy Ryan, and um, as a fan, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how you saw him or what the effort he was giving out, but. What why I like him so much is he was no nonsense. He was cutthroat. It was either this or that. You either gonna play for Buddy Ryan or you not. And that's what I appreciate coming in undrafted. So I had to make this team. You know I'm out there fighting. If you you were there, oh. I'm out there fighting every day in camp. Oh, right and now. literally fighting, not fighting for my job, but fighting uh, big tight ends, fighting receivers. I'm talking about going to blows with these guys. But Buddy Ryan didn't mind that because that hey, was. Hey Kwame, let me ask you a question. When Buddy Ryan walked off the field in that December game, do you that, remember that that cost him his job. That cost him his job. That why cost did him he his walk job. Off the field. That cost. I, I, since I'm a fan of him, let me try to put some light on this. Uh, Man, why y'all want to mess up a good thing right I, now? I think uh, Kwame's got a good <laughs> thing going on. Yeah, I you know. my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kwame. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think he was uh, thought the clock was running out because I think it was like 28 to 30 seconds. I think right. he's just going to let the clock run out. So he started walking to the locker room. And as a head coach, you, you still just let it tick down because you have to – you want to go talk to other coaches, shake his hand, say, great game, well, way to beat us down. But I think he didn't recognize the time on the clock, and he went in the locker room. Someone had to get him. He had another year on his contract, and that cost him. But wow. let's get back into the Cardinals, and, and uh, Kurt Warner's my MVP. Well, again, Kurt Warner <laughs> probably could be the MVP because of the fact that they got a chance. They're still in the playoffs, and, and he could go deeper into the playoffs and perhaps maybe win the Super Bowl. And not to mention that what they did to Carolina last time. They, Carolina made them one-dimensional. But they almost won that game. They, well, they actually, they had that game until they made a few mistakes. You put it on the shoulders of, of Kurt Warner, and, and you give him what he needs, time to throw the ball, and Kurt is going to deliver. Uh, Keith, uh, I don't think we got a chance to, to finish uh, your comment. You had another comment there? Yeah, basically, um, I see a couple of things down the road. I mean, it's, I think it's a great opportunity for the Cardinals to move. And obviously, being from Philly, I mean, I would obviously love to oh, see you know yeah. two, a two-bird rematch here. Uh, Eagles and the Cardinals the second go round. Is that an N- NFC Championship game? Absolutely. But I also, mean. just wanted a quick comment from your guys' perspectives, both you and Kwame. And Kwame, I remember watching you play and seeing you had some really good years. Thank you. And uh, wondering good what you, you and Ray both think about uh, Dawkins. Do you think he's got another year left or this should be his uh, last go round? I, I think it should be off the dog. I enjoy watching him play. I, I know the guy, I've met him a couple times, but he's he just hard nosed. You can see when he's walking into the stadium, and you know they always have the camera on this guy. He he's looks extraordinary. Absolutely, he looks all business. This guy looks all business. He coming out and make plays. Dawkins is still getting uh, sacks from the safety position, so I don't see him. I don't see any of his skills diminishing as far as what they're using him for. So I keep him at that strong safety spot. Keep him close to the line. Give him, uh, let him cover tight ends and blitz. And I think he'll do an outstanding job next year if he decides to come back. And we got, you, we got a, thirty seconds. Go ahead, Mark. As a fan, we love watching him play. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're yeah. and Kwame, you'll know this. The, the real diehard fans, we appreciate players that are coming in and busting their butts. Yeah. I mean, we do. Even if we're, we want to boo them and we want to cuss them out and we want them to lose, but we appreciate them coming in. And Brian Dog is definitely one of those players, right? No he, doubt. Absolutely. Hey, 
Hey, man, right. I'm going to shout Absolutely. out for Brian, too, man, because I think he's one of the best ever play ever play the game. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. When Finney's living like it matters, we'll be right back after this message. flagship station for sports voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Muscular Development presents No Bull Radio, bringing you the latest news, gossip, and controversy from the world of bodybuilding. Hosted by the infamous Muscle Mob, John Romano and Dave Palumbo, welcome top IFBB professional bodybuilders, industry insiders, and characters you won't find anywhere else every week. No Bull Radio broadcasts each Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. If you ever wondered what the Stern Show would sound like if Howard was a bodybuilding fan, tune in and find out. No Bull Radio, uncensored, uncompromised, unrestrained. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Yeah, everybody, that's old school right there. You hear that? That's some old school. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. I also got Kwame Lasseter in the studio with me. That ain't old school, man. That's some new ball. Young brother just got finished playing ball. Appreciate him being here with us in the studios. And we also got our good friend Mark with us. And, uh, you know, Mark is a real fan. I know Mark is a real fan because Mark told the truth. Mark said they cuss you out, Kwame, when you come into <laughs> the stadium and you're from the opposing team. He Absolutely. said they cuss you out. And, and let me, and, and Kwame, just tell me, do they cuss us out or what, man? They cuss you out. I they, mean, they cuss you out bad. They talk about, do you want to go up in the stand sometime and get some folks sometimes? Just after the game. If you, you were on the streets, would you go get them? On the street? Oh, he's done. See, yeah, but we wouldn't say a, a word on the street. We <laughs> wouldn't a say a word yeah, they, on the they street. They tough behind those fences. But and, uh, you, we exactly and you know, need that 50 and, and here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. Kwame, you and I were talking about this off the air. You're talking about 
business owners, doctors, lawyers. Mark, you're a business owner. You're business yeah. owners. But on a Educated weekend, people. On but a, we're, we're just fans. They on lose their mind. That's oh, what I'm saying. Absolutely. On the weekends, these guys lose their mind. And I got the number one fan in the world, the number one co host in the world, and that's Fan Man. Fan that's Man. Right, right. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, okay, listen, this, this segment, we're going to finish off. We're going to go into, you know, the upcoming games. You know, we're we going to look at some games, you know, last week and, and look at some of the mistakes that was made. But, uh, you know, certainly when you look at that, that I ain't going to be a homer. So let me not go directly to the Eagles and the Vikings. But let, let, let's look at, you know, San Diego and the Colts. And, and going into that game, Kwame, i just like to know, did you think that the Chargers would be able to win that game or did you think the Colts were going to win? Absolutely. I, I thought the Chargers were going to be just the uh, presence of um – not to mention what's Sproul there, but just the presence of LT trying to play, and the defense is really what did it. And defense, what I mean by defense, are those linebackers that um, Jamal Williams, that nose tackle in the middle, and Mike Seifert. You right. see how many times he put that, those guys behind the uh, yeah. Mike was playing the ball. Oh, he was, he was playing, he's ball. playing ball, man. He put those guys. They was coming from outside, inside the five, almost every time. And 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 when you look at you know what the Ravens was able to do to go in there and, and to Miami. And, again, Miami, in Miami, in a hostile environment, like Ray Ray said, hostile environment, Miami not turning the ball over. But, I mean, the defense, when they bought that heat, you know, I, you know, I don't want to go into the Ohio State thing, but, I, you know, there's certain defensive coordinators out there that they need to train, spend some time training college teams to show them how to bring the heat when you need to bring the heat. Absolutely. Because they put a demonstration on against Miami, and, and it shows that the best – in my perspective, the best offense is a good defense. Score points for you, get your field position, all that stuff. If you have any aspirations of being a, a coach or defensive coach, you watch that Baltimore defense, how they fly around, how these guys so disciplined have gap control. And, any, and when these guys get the ball in their hands, they're they taking it to the house. They're not trying to get the ball and fall down. They're trying to score. They have one of the highest-ranking score defense in the National Football League, but they're so disciplined with gap control. Uh, you got to give credit to Rex Ryan and that defensive coordinator and that defensive staff there. Man, you hey, so, Kwame, Ryan, so, so here we are with Baltimore <laughs> and Tennessee. That's coming up. Baltimore, Baltimore and Tennessee fan man, you you you're jumping ahead of man. Can we finish this one segment here for a second, please? Give well, us a chance. What change. segment is that? <laughs> we want to. We're gonna lead in. We're trying to lead into that because I want to go up here and I want to talk to. I want to talk to a little bit more. But to Mark, you know, the Eagles up against Minnesota. I'm sure that the Cardinal fans were a little bit concerned about that because they want to see who they're gonna play. Well, we didn't want to go to New York. You didn't no want We wanted to go to New York. I, exactly. So you were happy to Especially see the running game. Yeah. You, you were you were happy to see that the fact that the Eagles were able to control Adrian Peterson and win the ball game. Most definitely. I mean, we, we were cheering it on all, all on Sunday. I mean, that, that's what we wanted to see, and everybody that was in the bar having a good time, we're like, okay, we, we want we want to go to Carolina. We don't know why we wanted Carolina, but just because we know that we can't, uh, you know, we don't know if we could stop and what we could do, but we need to stop the run, and we show that we were able to shut down uh, Michael Turner, so let's see if we could shut down the two-headed monster in Carolina. And so. shutting down Michael Turner, you know, was that something that, you know, that you guys really, the, the fans, I know you were concerned about that, because Michael Turner had a great season. No, I didn't think we'd be able to do it at all. And I think about 20,000 other of us didn't think we were going to be able to well, do it. Well, Ray, no. He's, he's a defensive guy. He was hard-nosed, too. But when you go to any game, you want to stop the run. If you want to stop the run as a defensive back, tell me where I need to fit, where I need to feel, because by the third quarter, I want you to try to pass all day so we can get those turnovers. See, and I was at the game, and what we saw is basically those little five-and-outs that they were, Matt Ryan was throwing all day long was their running game. We were stacking maybe five, six, seven guys at the line, and all they kept on doing were throwing five-and-outs, and that was their running game the whole, the whole game. Well, the Cardinals are not disciplined 
in the secondary. So five and outs is to put you to sleep. And when you get tired of them hitting you with five and outs, that's when they hit you with the out and up. And they and Carolina does that a lot with uh, Steve Smith. Hit you with the dink, dink route, Southwest uh, offense, and then they hit you down the field with two or three shots. In the Southwest offense, you take about three or four decent shots down the field. But that's from throwing the ball for no no more than ten yards, and that's what we're seeing at for this this Sunday. We're we're but the difference now with us with us playing Carolina now, I think, is now you've got DRC playing way over his head. What I think he's coming into himself, right. and what he's going to be able to do is now he we think we could put maybe one on one coverage with him and Smith going down the field now, where they couldn't mm. back in the previous week when they played. So I, I think that's a big difference with Rod Hood and them playing on the on he, opposite he's side. He's no Aeneas Williams, but um, I, I take my chance in the first quarter and see how he holds up. Without rolling the coverage to him, because right. he does, he has some quickness to him, but he's playing against a very, very seasoned veteran, right. and ha- how to make plays and how yeah, to make guys tell the miss. Truth. He playing against the probably best, the best receiver in, in the league the right now, right? Steve, Steve Smith. Smith. You, Steve you, Smith you, take three yard routes and go to the house seventy that's yards. That's it. So, fan man, now we're leading into what you wanted to talk about, but again, the Arizona Cardinals. So we got the Arizona Cardinals going up against Carolina, and so everybody feels. Arizona. I got the. I'm, I'm going against. I'm going with Arizona. Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. Of course I have to. I'm, I'm a fan. Here. I'm going to take I'm going with Arizona no Cardinals for a lot of reasons. I, what's, what's kind of suspect is their offensive line, and they got to deal with Peppers and those guys. But um, the receiver core, I hope uh, Anquan Bolden is able to play or uh, just make a presence out there. But if he's not able to play, it's going to be very tough on these guys because they all predicated on the pass. They haven't run the ball well all year. Well, you know what I would do if I – and we talked about this earlier. You alluded to this. I would put him on the field. I just wouldn't put him in the pass. I'd have him run. He'd be a decoy. Right. I wouldn't put him in a position where he'd get knocked out again. Exactly. Hey, this comes back to what we talked about earlier. You just got to make, make him accountable. I mean, somebody's got to account for him if he's on that field. I, I think that's huge. Right, and we all know he's hard-nosed. So if he's on the field, they think this guy's going to play. He's the guy who plays hurt. And, fan man, so who – Carolina, Cardinals, who you got there? Uh, Carolina. Now, fan man, you just told us you were a 15-year fan with you Mark. You know what? I love to see the Cardinals win, but I'm being, I'm, I'm trying to be fair here, and this I is, think uh, Carolina's going to win this man, game. Fan man, we break because, our uh, over hundred over you know, over being a hundred on the East Coast. We break that this week. I mean, granted, <laughs> well, we're like well, over well, thirty we'll over the last you know, week. We break. We haven't won an East Coast game and on the road in. Hey, this is a perfect time. I don't know how long it's been. This is our time. They're going into a very, very horrifiable stadium. That's true. true. It's nothing like Giant Stadium. Come on, it's Carolina. They're a warm weather team. If it's cold in Carolina, they're going to have a problem. And I'm not talking about the town on the teams. I think they're suited for each other, but I think it's going to be, you know, with the stadium and and, and the fans and the weather. Well, fan man, this week, I'm going to go against you on this one, too, because I'm going to stick with the Cardinals. I've been going with the Cardinals a lot this year. And they they look good. Okay, listen. Okay, fan man, I'm going to give you a chance to be a homer. Let's look at the Eagles, the Eagles and the Giants. Well, where the hell do you think I want to go? Well, man, I don't know. You're a little inconsistent now. I hate to say, I'm with fan man right here. I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I'm going with the Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles. But the Giants are not going to do anything special that the Eagles haven't seen. They're not going to trick you. They're only going to do is run the ball down your throat with Jacobs and – That's right. With the, uh, what's the other running back name I'm thinking of? Oh, Bradley. Oh, my goodness. The guy, yeah, the big, he's the Bradshaw. Big guy. Bradshaw. Bradshaw. These two are uh, two of the best re- uh, running backs in the game. Yeah, they got a tandem. But with this, uh, you know, Carolina has a great tandem, too. Th- that's exactly right. Carolina can run the ball, too. Yeah. You know, and that's, but but I'm going to go with the Eagles for, for this reason. I just don't think that the Giants, I think you know how that is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you peak at the wrong time. And I just think that the Giants actually peaked at the wrong time. You it's, know? it's not like last year. The Giants mm-hmm. peaked at the perfect time last year going into the Super Bowl. But I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Eagles. Okay, hey, real hey, fast. Kwame, and, I picked the Giants last year to go to the Super Bowl, and everybody laughed at Okay, me. so real fast. Baltimore, Tennessee. I'm going to go with uh, Baltimore. Baltimore? Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay, oh, I got to go, go with Baltimore. I like Baltimore. And, and, and last but not least, 
You know, we got San Diego and Pittsburgh. I'm Pittsburgh all the way. I'm going Pittsburgh. There's no I'm way. I'm taking San Diego. I think they're the, the, the oh surprise team. Oh, I'm going San Diego. Call me what you want, but I'm going with the Chargers. I thought that was water. He is drinking vodka on the mic. I go with San Diego. They're going to go to three rivers, and they're going to blow them out. See, LaDainian, man, I got okay, fam. LaDainian, LaDainian, LaDainian is not playing, and Sproul is not an every down back. He can't do that. He can't hide behind those guys. You're going against the number one defense in the National Football League. Hey, my guests today are not disciplined. We got music now. That means we got to go. But I, I, I got to apologize for that. You've been listening to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. I want to thank Mark and also my special guest who's going to have his own show, Kwame Lasseter, formerly of the Arizona Cardinals, but always in his heart. You got to come heart, back Kwame. next week and listen to our show. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. As always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. We're out here. Shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left.